Christmas, you filthy animals. It's December 24th. The Grunge Bible Podcast is here to bring you holiday cheer. My name is Ethan Shalloway, and I am joined by the lovely Chris Salono. Chris, how are the Christmas spirits? How are the holidays treating you, buddy? I'm going to be honest, Ethan. I fucking love Christmas. I think Let's Christmas, go! I think Christmas Let's rocks. Let's go! I know, you, I know you were waiting for a hot take right there, but uh, Christmas, <laughs> no, Christmas is Not against in. Christmas. Christmas yeah. is good. Um, I like the holidays. I like the family. I like the friends. I like the food. I like the Christmas trees. I like What's Christmas not music. Like? Yeah, there's, yeah, there's nothing bad about this time of year, man. I, you know, I get, I do get, I get kind of bummed out when people are so harsh on Christmas music. Like, uh, you started too early. I mean, you know, you don't want to start before Thanksgiving. No, I yeah, do like, wait. I like the, I like that rule. But in, in, as a whole, I love the idea that there is music that gets you in the spirit. I can't help when I listen to music, Christmas music. You know, I get happy. It takes me, it, it immediately takes me to, uh, my memories of Christmas when it's I was a young nostalgic. child. Yeah, and it takes you right back to all the movies that you used to watch when you were younger. Like, it's just, it's just full of good, um, you know, classic reminiscing, and you know we love that shit here at Grand Bible. So like, it just <laughs> the is cottage great. And, industry on reminiscing. <laughs> yeah, and of course, like, I mean, Christmas is a, it's just a beautiful holiday and so much fun. I like the snow, so hopefully, hopefully, it's gonna be snowing tomorrow. Absolutely. And, so yeah, I'm jacked up too. I'm 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 really happy to hear that you're jacked up. Um, this is episode uh, 41. 41. Correct? Awesome. We've come yeah. a long way here. Yeah, man. So uh, I guess before you know, before we get into it, into our, our jam packed episode, we're gonna be talking all things Christmas. Um, I guess we have a few Patreons that we'd like to uh, thank. So Chris, why don't you say the say the names of our legion that help provide. Um, a beautiful podcast for the people. Absolutely. Uh, goes without saying, uh, anyone listening right now, um, whatever you're into around this time of year, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Happy Couple Days Off from Work to everybody. But specifically, uh, on behalf of Ethan Shalloway and Grunge Bible, I would like to wish the following individuals uh, a very uh, thank you, Miss, a very uh, Patreon, Miss, a very Christmas holiday. Festivus. Festivus. Yeah, that Festivus was yesterday, December 23rd. So, uh, <laughs> you know, a Festivus for the rest of us. We're celebrating everything. Uh, and, you know, our ability to celebrate is certainly we're enhanced. We're being merry. Yeah. And we're, we're going to bring the merry. merriment uh, right back to these individuals because they bring it to us uh, every day, every week, every month with their support of this podcast, making it possible. So we would like to thank Victor Schaefer, Sonny Mashburn, Sue, our number one fan from Australia, Lauren Irene, Release, Shannon Gorgone, Kayla Jean, Jamie Lynn, Jade Mercado, Alexis Shannon, Anita from Grunge Magazine, and Fuck Soup. Do you still believe that, Chris? Fuck Soup. I still, I'm still not Jeez. on board. It's getting colder. Nothing, nothing, nothing will draw me to soup. It's just not going to happen. Nothing warms up that cold heart. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to take a lot more than a bowl of soup, Ethan. <laughs> what about... I just saw a great, uh, great thing on the internet, and it was uh, bowling for soup. And it was someone says, "Are you bowling on behalf of soup, or are you bowling in order to gain soup?" And I think they responded. It was a tweet, and they're like, they said they're bowling on uh, to earn soup. They're so. bowling to earn soup. Well, no one, you don't need to bowl like on behalf of soup. I mean, soup's doing its own, its own <laughs> thing. Awesome. But, but, but honestly, like, if you're gonna bowl. There's a lot of better things you can 
you, you can you can aspire to attain other than soup. I mean, they were setting the bar. Like, they they must have been bowling like one twenties or something, some shitty number. They are no Donny. They are not slamming them tonight. They are not. They, no, it was it was not a league game. It wasn't the round robin. Um, Probably it, stepped it wasn't over the, the Jesus line either. I mean, they were. You know, it's just it's nothing good was happening there. They would have. You know, it's not. Probably, it's not good. Yeah. Probably stepping over the line, fouling everything. So, <clears throat> if I remember correctly, didn't they're nihilists. Have... Yeah, nihilist, they're, they're nihilists. They believe in nothing. <laughs> they believe in absolutely no- nothing. Speaking of bowling for soup, didn't you have way back a song of the week by them? It's called Almost, right? Is oh that, yeah, yeah. That's one yeah. of theirs. Yeah, I thought so, yeah. dude. That was that must have been at least two or three months ago. That was in the summertime. That now was like that was that was like in the spring because I was in Kentucky for a uh, a track meet, yes. so it had to have been like April. We've been podcasting for that long, Chris. We haven't missed a week. We haven't missed a week. Everybody, someone asked me, yes, yeah, pe- someone, yeah go ahead. I, 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 so, I, you need to tell people about yeah, this. I just you know someone people ask me, um, you know, how's the podcast going, and I can say it with my chest. I'm like, the, you know, the podcast is really going well. Chris and I are, are knocking them down. Um, and we're finding our rhythm and it's just been great. And, um, you know, 41 weeks in a row, no breaks. Um, that's something to be proud of. That's not, people don't do that. You know, it's not like, it's great. So I, you know, I just, I love being able to confidently tell people like, you know what, it's doing good. We're picking up steam. We get new followers. We get new patrons. Uh, people are, are, are liking what we do. So, you know, let's keep doing it. Yeah. I, I never know if people expect us to still be doing it or if they expect it to be going well i mean i think it's going well personally as, as you do but I, I never know if people are like oh like are they still doing that or whatever because like i don't tell people but by happenstance people do you know figure it out that that we do this oh yeah i had somebody i had somebody that had no idea one of my my athletic trainers told like the other one that i we had this page and he had no idea so it was like oh my gosh like i got the, all those questions of like you have this mm-hmm. many this many. like i didn't know you did this and i was like yeah, surprise yeah, this, is, this, <laughs> yeah. is, uh, this is part of what i do um and like that's you know. so much and you're like is it like what, yeah. what do you mean our um our fifth anniversary is coming up pretty soon no sixth right yeah i was gonna say it's 2016 yeah it, so six we're gonna be six February. years old in a couple of months ethan holy shit Wow. Almost old enough to smoke a cigarette. <laughs> How old in do you Europe. need to be? Seven? <laughs> Seven or eight, probably. As soon My as they start giving cigarette. you multiplication in school, I think you, you ought to be able to light up. So we uh, two episodes ago, we had we drank on screen. Um, we did. When when do we when do we do it? When do we have a cigarette on screen? Oh, man, we're gonna have to. Uh, that might have to be. A like lot the, of us are smokers, people. <laughs> that, that might have to be like the the Spotify five thousand follower special or something. You know, oh, yeah. when, when when it's got to be some sort of uh, you know attainable milestone because I want to do it, uh, yeah. but also you know something that people they're gonna have to work for it. <clears throat> yeah, that's that's awesome. I like I I enjoy doing that. I like mixing it up. So yeah, let's. We'll put it. We'll put a. Uh, we'll put a bounty out there for somebody. I don't know who would want to see that. But I don't, yeah, that's the thing. I don't know if that's necessarily an, an attractive thing to. Uh, no, we don't actually <laughs> smoke want. cigarettes. We don't actually smoke cigarettes no, we like don't. that. We have a. All right. Should we just explain them like what, what this fascination for cigarettes are? <laughs> we yeah, because we've been talking about it a lot lately. Yeah. I feel like so. I feel like Chris we and I are an explanation. Yeah, Chris and I are both athletes and have have been for a long time. So we've, there's there's no habits. Of smoking cigarettes because for health reasons but, yes it's not a healthy thing to do but I mean. we have this long-standing understanding that 
it's it's more that it's like having a drink with somebody. If if somebody's at a party and they need a reprieve, they need to leave and they go outside by themselves to have a cigarette. Like there's a part of you that like you feel like you should go with them and and if you you can't stand in a group of smokers and not smoke with them. So then it became this idea like, you know, it's a social it's a like you're you're there for somebody else having having it's the cigarette. It's a selfless act really it's when a, you think about it. It's a very selfless act. And um and then it became like I don't know. Yeah, it just became like a very sacred like uh, release because we know it's like you know it's like the forbidden fruit. You know, you're not allowed to have exactly. You really, but you want it. It's not good for you. I mean, there's nothing positive that can come out of come out of it. You know, so so we just been we've been talking about it more in the past like couple months, and we think I also feel that when the winter time rolls around, the uh, you know the uh, the frequency with which is discussed. You know, the, you, you get outside in the cold air, and yeah, no one wants to smoke a cigarette. The beat, the beat no, of summer. Exactly. No, exactly. No one's gonna be smoking <laughs> the a cigarette at the beach or something. <laughs> yeah, it's not gonna happen. So, uh, you know, it's it's gotta be but cold. Got it's a, gotta be slush on the ground. Yeah. You know, if I got if I got three blocks to walk in the city, you best believe I'm gonna bum a cigarette. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, <laughs> uh, all right, Chris. So, what do we got on the dock today? Before yeah, we keep so now, talking about now, now that we, we've rolled away the stone regarding yeah. the. Uh, Regarding, is, uh, you know, our, our opinions on that. Um, tomorrow is Christmas. Today is Christmas Eve. Uh, yesterday was Festivus. So we're coming at them from all angles. So I think it's important that we share our opinions and have a good old fashioned discussion about Christmas music, about the grunge artists that have, uh, you know, dipped their toes into the Christmas music pool, um, whether or not we like that. Um, additionally, you know, maybe share some of our favorites uh, for Christmas music, also maybe Christmas movies, if that's your thing. Um, I, I, you know, I, there's a lot that we can get into right here, and uh, tis the season, as they, as they happen to say. Yeah. So, um, I guess let's start. Let's start with. Um, indiv- Do you want to start with songs? Like, you want to talk, start with the grunge, and then move into just normal. Like, yeah, I think we have. So a, I have a power ranking of uh, some. Well, I just have two. I mainly have two. Christmas uh, albums that I want to talk about that I think are really important. Absolutely. So let's let's get the low hanging fruit out of the way and get to the stuff that we really want to talk about later. So we we have to we have to talk about the grunge Christmas and the nice thing for us right now is there's really not a lot of it. So this is gonna <laughs> this is gonna go by pretty quickly. Uh, Let me sleep by Pearl Jam. Uh, Mark Lanigan has a Christmas album. Scott Weiland did one. All right, we're done. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, I mean. I don't know what what are your thoughts I guess generally of on musicians ba- making Christmas albums. What are your thoughts on that? <clears throat> that's really that's a that's a good question. Um so I think that sometimes it's kind of tacky cuz it's kind of like a It's super tacky. It's like it's like you it's like taking you know taking advantage of making up Valentine's Day, making up Halloween and and selling stuff for it. So it can come Corporate off glory. very it can come off very uh I don't know, tasteless in a way. Um, I don't know. Like you know, they don't make like Hanukkah. Well, I guess Adam Sandler did a <laughs> crazy or he Ethan, had a song, the Hanukkah song. Ethan, fuck Adam Sandler's music. I oh. fucking I hate the Hanukkah <laughs> song. I hate the Thanksgiving song. I'm sure he has. All I, have I have this. I have this in my notes. I have. I have in my notes. Fuck Adam Sandler. So this is something I wanted to talk about. And you His brought movies it up. Suck. I mean, there's nothing, they're like, nothing that he does is good, especially his, his songs. Yeah, 
It's, it's so good. true. I he, fucking he's, hate him. He's one of the most frustrating. Like he has a good like his older stuff. I guess was funny, like slap happy type of like Happy Gilmore. James, I'm, Billy I'm not, Madison. I'm not into that kind of stuff. Though. Yeah, it, it, doesn't do, it doesn't do it for me. His new stuff was, was wasn't he? He was in Uncut Gems though, wasn't he? And everyone says that he did a good job. It was a yeah, I like role. Yeah, that one. That one was not bad. That's we'll about betting for that. He's yeah. gonna have to make like forty Uncut Gems to atone for his, you know, career long sins of. Little Nicky and, and yeah, I mean, come uh, on, the, the Hanukkah song, it just you know, doesn't yeah, do like, it for me. Yeah, it's it's I understand, I understand. If it's, yeah, yeah, it's but pretty like, crazy. I totally get what you're saying though. With I, I think Christmas music can be tough as an artist because I mean, all of the popular ones have been recorded at least 50 years ago. I mean, the I mean, there's a you're not going to hear Bing Crosby on any other radio station other than the yeah. Christmas music station around the holidays. So I think it's 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 got to be really tough. I mean, like I feel like every single country music act puts out a Christmas album. Like Darius Rucker has one floating around. Like Blake Shelton has done like it's just it, you know it's just you will not catch me dead no. listening to a country album you, uh, music you will, Christmas it, album. Yeah, it's it's not gonna happen, you know. But I, I think. Out of the limited selection that we have, uh, Scott Weiland, I think around 2009 or 2010, released a Christmas album, and he actually did a good job. And like, I think my opinion of Christmas music and, and artists recording it is you either have to approach it in a new way or really, really just be not reverent, but just make sure that you, you know, have the right attitude towards it in a way, because I, I don't think you can write new Christmas songs that are going to be good at this point. Yeah, I kind of feel the same way about that, and yeah. I feel like, like the books are uh, closed. Yeah, and like if somebody releases a Christmas album and it's more than six songs, it's like, too long. Yeah, like if you, you if you release you a twelve get a song, you get a handful. Yeah, that's it. It should be it should be a simple EP. You should do two covers, and if you want to make your own song, go ahead. But uh, keep it short and sweet because there's a lot of there's a lot of Christmas music that we only listen to two months of the year. So like. We got enough. We got what it's gonna. It's gonna take us through these two months, and then yeah, we and can put the, it it's away. It's the same music you listen to every year. I'm not like November. The end of November doesn't come around, and and, and I don't sit there like, oh, I can't wait to discover the new. It's Christmas like the Mariah music. Carey stuff, right? You know? Exactly. The, you know, like I, just, I, I do love. I do like the the how it, it spikes the charts <laughs> on, the, on the Google search. It's You'll hilarious. Be happy to know um, that I, I I used that search function around Thanksgiving to search for Alice's Restaurant by Arlo Guthrie, and the same thing happened. <laughs> People oh. search for it at one time of the year, and that's it. They forget about it for the other eleven months and three weeks out of the year. But it's the same thing, you know. Um, for the other grunge artists or, or artists that have created grunge in their past, like Mark Lanigan's Christmas album, I think it's called like Dark Mark Does Christmas or something. He's like he he's just so unique in the way that you know I appreciate most of the things that he does, but like I appreciated it, but I'm not going to put it on to celebrate the holidays. It's just like oh that was good. Same thing with Let Me Sleep by Pearl Jam. I'm not you know it's not it's not one that I can't wait to listen to you know in front of my tree for example. Right. <clears throat> um, I used to I would always um, kind of differentiate like so there's Christmas music and then there's Christmas carols. And they're very different, and I and I kind of like the That's the church, point. yeah. And and I really I really enjoy the more serious Chris like Christmas carols, like Hark the Herald Angels Sings and and Silent Night. Like I actually really enjoy that type of like slower kind of reflective music rather than like you know 
grandma got ran over by a reindeer <laughs> shit. Yeah, that one's like not that? winning any critical acclaim no, anytime oh, no. soon. Those songs suck. So it's like, like there's that one, like Christmas Shoes, like Little Saint Nick by the Beach Boys. Like, I mean, you're scraping the bottom of the barrel for a lot of these. Yeah, and that stuff doesn't get me in the mood. That stuff reminds me of like, oh shit, I forgot to buy presents and wrap them and mm-hmm. oh shit, like yeah. it's I like packed. to relax. I like to, you know. I like to be, you know chestnuts on a on yeah, the Christmas fire, song you know? exactly and it's funny like they serve two functions it's either to you know generate that nostalgia for your past i think and to relax i, I don't think you need to have any um you know any up-tempo super super you know high octane christmas yeah. music uh so i'm, I'm glad we're season, in agreement there the yeah. season is busy enough so i think the exactly music, i don't need yeah. to yeah i don't need to rev the heart rate listening to music here so i want to so, bring up uh, yes. i was gonna say i'll bring up three three albums three this now we're, we're moving away unless you have one more any closing remarks around the grunge music scene i, I do i do have okay. a grunge cr- christmas question for you ethan oh yes yes i this is you this, said you had... this is very important so i All want right. you to listen carefully which grunge artists do you think are landing on the naughty list? Oh, I mean, first, probably all of them. <laughs> right? Well, obviously, Kurt, Kurt's going to be on the naughty list. Vetter is going to be on the nice list because I feel like, I just feel like he he's he's a good guy. But like, I feel like Chris, Kurt, and, uh, and Lane are going to be on the, uh, the naughty list. You think so? And then, so? of course... And yeah, and of course, Mark Lanigan is like the captain of the naughty list, and I don't know. Where do you think uh, Buzz Osborne lands? He's he's got to be. He's like Mr. Heat Miser. He's he's <laughs> he's on the he's on the naughty list. That's the thing. Even if you even if he's a good guy, I just get the feeling that Santa just doesn't like him. Yeah. You know, I just I just think <laughs> yeah, Santa takes one look at one look at Buzz, and he's like, it's not gonna happen this year. <laughs> Um, what about you? What what do you what are you thinking for these guys? No, I I, I would totally agree with all of them. I mean, Dave Grohl is obviously going to end up on the nice list. I mean, mm-hmm. there's there's a lot of these individuals that um, you know they necessarily may not have just bought. They haven't bothered anybody, so by default. What about Mark Arm? On the nice list. Mark Arm. You know, if I were Santa, I'd put him on the nice list. Yeah, I feel like they're like, come on, kid, you got to work for me. And then like he just you know he, he like kind of writes the list or something. I feel like he's. He's, yeah, he's so yeah, useful. Who's he getting this information from anyways, you know? Um, who's Santa? Yeah, who's, how, how does he know? I don't know. I saw a funny tweet that was like, it's like, yeah, even every time you see Santa, like, in a movie, like, show up to a house, instead of going to the next house, he just, like, fucks off for, like, 20 miles down the road to another <laughs> house rather than go in order. His travel strategy is highly inefficient. Yeah, he's not, that guy's not smart. He's not real either. No, no he's guy's, not real. Guy's he, not he, real. he never was. You know, yeah. I, I appreciate... You know, I didn't, as we spoke about a couple of weeks ago, I, I appreciate your upbringing. That like, no, like, why, why would I want my kids to be thankful or be, be super happy about some fat dude in a suit when it, when it was their own goddamn parents who got them this stuff? Yeah. They worked hard and they've yeah. provided. So, yeah. No need, no need for St. Nick. Yeah. Which, which grunge artist do you think would do the best job of playing Santa? Probably, I mean, of course, I'm thinking about the bigger, the bigger one. So <laughs> Tad probably Doyle. Tad Doyle. Tad yeah. Doyle. Tad I think Doyle. would be a great Santa Claus. Yeah, Tad Doyle would obviously be the best. I think Chris Novoselic would have done a, a good job in his day. Yeah. You fluff yep, up that's that a good suit one. a little bit, give him a beard. I think he has a beard now, so. I'm trying to think if there's any other. 
I mean, the it Connor did. brothers from the trees, they they, they might have been able to, to sneak mm-hmm. in there. But I think, uh, you know, temperament-wise, I don't think that would have been the best idea. Who would make the best uh, Mrs. Claus? Oh, out of all, the, of, all, in, all out of the, the females, huh? Yeah, out of the well, I would say out of the females of the uh, the genre in the nineties. You know, maybe what? Kim Go- Kim Gordon. I, I was I was gonna I was gonna say Kim Gordon. I mean, there's nothing on this planet, you know, in either pole that Kim Gordon can't do, in my opinion. I mean, she's yeah. got it covered. She's jack of all of the trades, and if they find new trades, Honestly, she'll be a jack of those too. Honestly, and her the band is obviously Sonic Youth. Sonic, I mean, like she she might be the best Santa Claus get because fast. she's going to get around fast to all the young children. So like she's probably going to be the best Santa Claus. Period. And she's a great role model. I mean, she's a kick ass woman who you know was a rock that's, star. That's and what is I a mean. Rock star, you know. I mean, that's you know you, maybe it's you want... Saint Nicolette. You know, exactly. <laughs> Saint we got to revise all this and, and so you and know really what? Yeah, really tell them what's going on. Kim Gordon's the real Santa Claus, and I'm yeah. sticking. That's yep. Santa Claus. That's what I'm telling Santa my Claus kids. Is a woman and her name is Kim Gordon. That's exactly. I'm telling my kids that. Yeah, Santa Claus's I, name is Kim. In a way, that's that's not even as ridiculous as the running legend of Santa Claus of you know climbing down your chimney and everything. Because then you got, you, you run into the whole thing like, oh, Daddy, what if we don't have a chimney? Oh, well, he comes in through the sliding <laughs> door. I mean, it, it's so conditional. Is Santa Claus an alcoholic? <laughs> I mean, he definitely, he definitely has a sweet tooth. Like, there's no way he, there's no way those are his original teeth. He's got to have dentures a, right now. He's got gingivitis, I mean, probably. Yeah, and that's a beer belly, right? Or is that just? Uh... I mean, how else do you 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 maintain that volume and girth? You know, for yeah, such a consistent period of time. He's not well kept in the face. So. No, exactly. He's probably just stumbled out of the bar. Oh man, too much Santa talk. Too much Santa yeah, too, talk. Too much. Let's get back to the stuff that matters. So, uh, uh, things, a few things that I look forward to, a few albums that I actually am excited to pull out. Um, my fa- one of my favorite is uh, Christmas in the Vineyard, and it's a it's a, it's not um, like a Jimmy Buffett thing or <laughs> no? It's it's like it has like Hark the Herald Angels Sing and okay. and all the all the. I mean, I grew I grew up in the church, and now uh, my dad he would always put it on to a very piano bass and just very soothing, and Absolutely. and I would listen to it. Um, I would actually listen to it with my freshman. My freshman roommate back in the day, every time the finals would come on, that was the mm. album that I put on a lot. So that's just super good. Christmas in the Vineyard by Vineyard Music, and um, it's really good. But uh, that's great. I, I really enjoy. There's two two um, kind of classical, you know, musicians. Um, one, I mean, I guess he's. I don't know how classical you you put Frank Sinatra as, but Frank has this. Uh, holiday sound to him that I mean it goes it goes with Christmas for whatever reason just the Broadway kind of like well, big... he was he was a hit machine then too and there's not really a classic Christmas song that he didn't record yeah so I'm a huge I love putting Frank on um, this time of year I think it's just perfect I mean I that's the kind, I don't know it's just good it just gets me it just reminds me of Christmas all the time yeah and and, and I think you know. A lot of the things that we like regarding Christmas and Christmas music, I think it's it's not it's not an accident that there are oftentimes the things that we were exposed to when we were young. Um, because regardless of your belief system, I think there's something that's soothing and, and in a way, I guess, magical about Christmas time or the holidays in general when you're young. I mean, everybody's getting together. You know, it's just really, really wholesome. So I think, you know, whatever you're listening to is going to be, you know, special to you. So, for example, you know, 
that first album, Christmas in the Vineyard, that you were talking about, like you used to listen to a lot when you were a kid. So for me, um, my album that I used to have, I used to listen to all the time um, because my mom really likes it. Uh, and, and my mom growing up, big Christmas person, you know, used to decorate the house. So it was like the first Saturday in December, you know, um, you know, nice, nice, nice little stereo system. She get this going while we're decorating the house, you know, um, but the Kenny G Christmas album, I oh. am here to say, I appreciate it. I think Kenny G has become a meme at this point, but I don't care. I think he's <laughs> in the same conversation with like Kenny G, Michael Bolton, Scott, St- like all those guys, they're just kind of, yeah. you know, in the, in their own area, but I don't care. I'm here to say that I like it. It reminds me of Christmas growing up. And for that reason, it's always going to be something that's special to me in a way, just because I can't hear it and not think of, you know, yeah, just those little memories that you have of <clears throat> decorating, you know, decorating the, house. the house or, yeah. you know, just being with your family and, you know, the fire's on or whatever you're putting the tree up and it's just, it's just good stuff. Absolutely. Absolutely. hundred percent. That's, that's great. Everybody has those albums. I think that it's it's pretty See, clear. I, 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 bet probably... I bet you all didn't know you were going to get a Kenny G uh, <laughs> accolade on the Grunge Bible podcast, but here we are. Um, another album, an album that I've been listening to a lot here yeah. um, in this past two weeks while I cook um, is going to be Vince Guaraldi Trio. Yes! And that is obviously the Peanuts Christmas album, and it fucking slaps chris it's so good i i have i have some things to say about that a little later this it's, is it's fantastic this is um this is our producers drew our producer drew's favorite favorite artist i believe he uh <laughs> for a while once he started like listening to music and 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 producing it he like started hating all things normal in people's you know normal music and he like totally. re- but like loved music, putting on the yeah. peanuts so we had this running joke, but like really, just a great album. It's so good. Uh, oh, oh, Christmas tree, and and so just the like big question I have for you regarding uh, the Vince Guaraldi trio, the the Peanuts album. Do you prefer the instrumental version of Christmas Time Is Here or the one with the children's choir? Children's choir, yeah, please. Me too. Me too. I, I, I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I I think the rest of the album is all instrumental. Yeah, they're so, both great. Yeah, you know. so it's it's great to. Yeah, I'm, I'm going children's choir. I think that. I mean, that's. Did you ever go door to door singing? What's it called? I, Caroling. I never did. <laughs> I, I never did, but I was a part of a few children's uh, holiday choirs at church and everything growing up. As I, I believe you probably were at some point as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just you know different things like that that you know kind of inform your thoughts on thoughts on holidays and, and different things. But yeah, that's that right now. That's the top Christmas album. It's. It's just been really consistent, and yeah. so it's yeah, been me great. Too. That's it's right up there. Probably because there is no lyrics on this. The most of the album is why. Yeah, it's, it's I great. like it's it. Just, it's it, it, I think a lot of times instrumental stuff is in a way better, specifically at the holidays. It's just kind of evoking a feeling because you don't have to listen to, you don't have to decipher words, you don't have to internalize or you know follow words. It's just kind of that that feeling that the music gives you. So that's yeah, that's definitely great. Um, it's funny. So I, uh, I comprised a, a top five power rankings of my top five Christmas songs. Uh, and, uh, I believe we've, we've already cherry picked a couple of them, but, uh, a couple of honorable mentions I have for my list. Um, one of them is off of that Kenny G album, uh, and it's his version of old Lang Syne, uh, which is the, uh, the traditional new year's song, I believe. 
um, very, very uh, one of my favorite music uh, music scenes in film, <laughs> which. <laughs> I think it's a Christmas movie. I'm going to decide to say that Forrest Gump is a Christmas movie when they're yeah. all in the bar and, and Lieutenant Dan is sitting there with Forrest and Forrest is like, Happy New Year, Lieutenant Dan. And, and Old Lang Syne is playing and Dan is just like, you know, lights are on, nobody's home. So that's very important. So that's, that's an honorable right. mention that's, for me. Do yeah. you, um, interjection, do you, do you think that is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Um, I've never seen Die Hard, so oh. I'm inclined to say that it is if, if people think that it is. It just happened. The movie just takes place on Christmas. It's a Christmas Eve or Christmas movie, Day. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Let's, right. let's tag it and bag it. That's a die that's hard a, baby. That's a bona fide Christmas movie. Um, I think the other honorable mention I have. It didn't quite make the top five. Is the only one that's been recorded in the last thirty years on this list, probably, and that is uh, the version of "Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas" by my Lord and Savior Phoebe Bridgers. A couple of years ago, she released. Uh, I think she normally does like like a holiday single every year, uh, and now I think that's maybe... perfect. A holiday single is just. Yeah, it's great. I'm I'm a big fan of the holiday single. A holiday I like that. single. No albums, yeah. no EPs, even just the single. That's Don't marry yourself to a whole album like no, that. It's too much work. It's too much work, and I'm not going to be listening to it. But Phoebe. Phoebe killed it as she always does. Uh, it's uh, it's it's a favorite of mine for sure. But coming in at number five on the list is uh, Stevie Wonder's "Someday at Christmas." I, I appreciate that one very much. Um, I just think it's got a got a nice little vibe to it. Number four is the choir version of "Christmas Time Is Here" by the Vince Guaraldi Trio. That one had to make an appearance yeah. there. Yeah. Um, number three is White Christmas, but it's not the Bing Crosby version. It is the version by The Drifters with a gentleman named Clyde McFadder in it as well. <laughs> um, it's just it's just great. It's It's got this really, really great 50s doo-wop thing going on there, and I'm, I'm here for that. I, I think it's pretty great. Um, then number two, I always go back and forth on which one's number two and which one's number one, uh, but as of right now, number two right now is... Santa Claus is coming to town. The Bruce Springsteen Bruce version. Springsteen, always. Yep. I just, I love the banter at the beginning. You know, he's like, you guys all have been practicing real hard. You've been good. And he's like, oh, that's not many. You guys are in trouble. And I, so fun fact about that one. When I was little, for some reason, do you know who I thought that version was by? Tim Allen. I don't know. <laughs> I thought it was by Uncle Cracker. <laughs> do you remember Uncle Cracker? <laughs> yes. <laughs> You thought it was by him? Why? I have no idea why. Um, I think I only knew Uncle Cracker from Follow Me, I think, which and Drift Away, his Dobie Gray cover. But for some reason, like six-year-old Chris Salona heard Springsteen, Santa Claus coming to town. I was like, it's Uncle Cracker. I know it. I can hear it in the voice. Turns out, as a matter of fact, like when I started to get into Springsteen as like a 11-year-old very casually, like Born to Run or whatever, I was shocked to find out that it Come to find out, it's by Bruce Springsteen. It's not Uncle Cracker. I don't think he's ever recorded Santa Claus is Coming to Town. <laughs> There's nothing more jolting than than finding out that, one, a song is not an original, or two, it's not by, like, wait a minute. Yeah, I thought this was Uncle Cracker the whole so time. So case like, in point, when I found out that the lead singer of Rush was not a woman. <laughs> you know, it's it's the same thing as when it's you find out. Thing. You find you found out like that Hunger Strike was in the Temple of the Dog was Soundgarden and Pearl Jam together. It's just yeah. it just it tilts your axis irre, 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 irrevocably. I think that's a word. 
It um, might be. Oh yeah, or you or you find out Christmas. I'm or you go or you or you go to like buy tickets to a show. Like, wait, they broke up five years ago. Why aren't they together? Yeah, or the more sinister one, like you start to get into somebody's music only to find out that they're not alive anymore. Right. Um, that that one's happened to me a few times, and that sucks. But yeah, it was just one of those things. I remember finding out, I was like, "Well, shit, it's not by Uncle Cracker," which is probably a good thing. Uh, and yeah, I, I I love that version. I think he recorded it in like 1975, so it's quite old. But the song for me that's you know always going to be my favorite Christmas song. And this has a tie into something that we spoke about earlier in the episode, actually, uh, is the Christmas song, you know, Chestnuts Roasting on an Open Fire by the great Nat King Cole, which mm. is the quintessential version of that Amen. song, I believe. And Nat King Cole was, uh, you know, he had such a good voice. And unfortunately, for some reason, Mr. Cole believed at the time that one of the large reasons why his voice sounded the way it did was in part due to the menthol cigarettes that he used to chain smoke while he was recording. And I I believe he ended up passing away from lung cancer, but he was just ripping the menthols in all of his recording sessions because I think he thought it made his voice smoother than it was, uh, which is a tragedy of the times in the 40s and 50s before... I think people really believed that cigarettes were bad. Have you ever seen, you ever seen those old advertisements like nine out of ten doctors recommend Newport cigarettes? <laughs> oh yeah, dude, those old commercials of the Marlboro Man. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Not. Oh yeah, we so uh, comes a flavor country. <laughs> dude, yeah, they were not. They weren't. They weren't stressing about uh, how many, no. how much, how much cigarettes they'd smoke. No, it was different times, and you know, unfortunately. Man, I wish I could go back there and be on a horse and. It's so funny, too, with the Marlboro. Well, it's not funny. That's the wrong modifier yeah. adjective to use. But out of the, say, like 15 individuals over the course of its history played the Marlboro Man, I think at least 12 of them died from lung <laughs> cancer or emphysema or something. So it's really not a good track record for the for the Marlboro Man. Hey, but at least they cashed it, right? I mean... Yeah, you know. I mean, you know, you're getting nice somebody like that... You, you can't, you can't that, fake that role, you know? You get, you're getting the people that believe in the product. I mean... Exactly, you know you they were they were willing it. they were willing to die for it, Chris. Yeah, you got you got to stand you got to stand behind the product. Just as uh, you know, we're hoping to to reel in Rainier Beer one of these one of these years as a sponsor. I mean, we we would stand by that product for you know if another if a I'll lesser say it, beer, Chris. I'll say it if Rainier Beer sponsors us, I will never drink another light beer ever again. I won't either. I I will not do it. I will I'll, not I'll kiss. I'll kiss Miller like goodbye. I'll kiss Coors. Kiss. Yep. I'll kiss them all goodbye. Um, Nothing because compares. I would stand by the product. Yeah, I'll take that to the bank. Rainier Beer, we're ready. We're ready for your beer. Sponsor us. There we, we are go. so ready for them. It's only it's only right. I mean, it's a match made in match made in grunge heaven. It'll happen. I think it will. I believe. I believe Speaking it. To be. That's that's our 2022 goal. Starts yeah, it's just in, uh, about a our, week's time. So yeah, it should just be like to get a case of Rainier beer, and we'll and we'll talk about it. Like you know, we'll start small. They don't need to. We can, they don't we need can to, do a review on the show. They don't need. Yeah, and we'll be honest. They don't need to set us up for the like for oh. the whole year. I just need a case, no. man. Exactly. It's we're 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 simple people. There's not a whole lot going on. Um. So those are you know 
those those are my favorite Christmas songs. Just as we were talking about, you know, all of them are basically the classics. Yeah, um, I think I don't know if that has something to do with how Christmas has become more commercialized these days. That over the years, people have taken songs and commercialized them and changed them compared to when they were writing fifty years ago. I mean, the writing style and the and probably just the the importance and the allure of Christmas is a totally different. um, It's it's in a totally different stage nowadays. And um, I know I think that's important. I think that's that's probably an important uh, like a telltale sign to why yeah why people like the older stuff why why it just is you know timeless in a way. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right, and I and I think a lot of times as you get older and life gets more hectic, it's harder to connect to those um, different aspects of holidays and youth that you really really appreciated, and I think you try to hold on to them a little bit more. I mean, it gets harder to maybe logistically get the family all together, you know, you lose family members, you know, your parents pass away, your friends move away. And, you know, it's, it's just another way that we can use to connect to, you know, connect to those times and those feelings. I mean, case in point, why, you know, why are most people most passionate about the music that they were listening to in their late teens and early twenties? I mean, certainly I know the metrics for this podcast and, you know, most of our most of our listeners, most of our viewers are, you know, people in their 30s and 40s who, you know, grew up with this music. I mean, nostalgia is a very, very powerful thing. And I think that's, you know, right on display here for, uh, you know, for Christmas music and, and a lot of things that go with Christmas. But, yeah, it's uh, it's interesting to think about. Yeah, dude. Um, nostalgia is king. I mean, it's... I feel I feels unbeaten. I mean, it's unbeaten in my eyes. It's just you, something you that gets me because you can never you can never grab a hold of what you're after when it comes to nostalgia. I mean, that's why we have an Instagram page and a podcast is because people really appreciate um, people appreciate the music of the past, and I think people appreciate the past period. All right, moving on to the next um, and I think final segment for um, today's podcast. It's going to be top Christmas movies. And uh, this is important because, um, you know, other than Christmas music, you know, you're going to have to watch Christmas movies at some point. So there's probably some that you cannot bear to watch, Chris, that you just hate, you know, scratch your eyes out. I got those as well. But then there's a few that, you know, you can put them on and I'll watch you. We watch them every year. It's a tradition. So I'm going to keep, I'll give a, I'll give a quick rundown of my list and then, um, you know, maybe we can talk about. At least the top, the top two are important. Actually, top three are important. But so four and five, um, I've actually recently we've been watching Christmas Vacation, and it wasn't it wasn't something we grew up with. But Christmas Vacation has been uh, just excellent. I think it's because we're a little bit older, so we can understand uh, some of the humor and jokes around it. But really enjoy that one. Um, I put Elf in Elf as top four um, because. It was just too dang funny when it first came out. It's a little a little overdone. We were um, the perfect age for it too at the time. Yeah. I think you know. Oh yeah. We it came out in '03, so I mean, I was uh, we were really like twenty eight or years nine ago or whatever, you know. Oh, dude, it was so funny. You know, um, I think I just heard reports that Will Ferrell was offered like twenty eight million to do an Elf two, yeah, some and he ridiculous turned it down. amount, and he turned it down. I love that. I'm so happy. That is just That's so good. As fuck. There's nothing worse. And when people make sequels that suck, and that brings me to number three, Home Alone. I'm a huge Home Alone one, two, 
fan with Macaulay Culkin. Actually, Home Alone 3, I watched it the other night because I haven't watched the other Home Alones in a while. And Home Alone 3 is pretty good. Like That kid actor is really funny. Mm-hmm. And it's still like edgy. Um, and when I was younger as, as a boy watching like booby traps, like that's what you, that's what, yeah, that's you what you dream that of. Kid. Yeah, you that's like that what up. you dream of. You you dream of being like the diabolical, knowing your house, you know, and every yeah. every like twist and turn, and having it like being a mastermind. And so those those are just and be, being forgotten, you know, being forgotten, and then being able to show everybody that you're you know that you're strong and and oh, you know yeah. capable. So I love Home Alone. I think that I like watching that each year. I just think that it's it's just it's just something that I think is. I loved it as a kid. I just Important. thought it, I idolized Macaulay Culkin in a way. <laughs> um, number two is uh, a Christmas story. Uh, you'll shoot your eye out, Red Rider BB gun. Uh, we watch it every Christmas Eve with a family. I think we talked about that yep. um, in the Thanksgiving uh, edition, and I think that it's it's just a very it's an older you know s- older setting family. So it's simple the like the screenplay and whatnot and. Um, I just think that it's a good representation of what Christmas was, you know, 50, I think it took place in the sixties. So my dad loves it, um, for that exact reason. So we just have a family tradition of watching it and falling asleep, you know, all watching it together. So that one's a, that one's really fun. It's, it's funny and it's kind of witty. Um, and then number one, um, I think that it's pretty obvious where I'm going with this one, but it's going to be, it's a wonderful life. Um, and we, we, I say it's obvious because Chris and I have talked about this. It's, we have a party every year where we get to watch it as a family and bring over. We actually have, like we said, we have a bunch of people over to watch it. My dad does a quiz, um, and he gives out prizes and like, it's a, it's a very, it's a celebration of life. And, and that, that movie is just a beautiful, um, you know, beautiful screenplay of just loving, you know, the family and, and being, in the moment and um you know it makes it, te- it makes me tear up every year you know watching yeah. it and it's one of those things where you know we watch it every year and i've seen it so many times but um I, I look forward to it every year as well i'll tell you um i love that list and uh it's a wonderful life is number one from for me too for all of those reasons and my favorite part is um you know right at the end uh, when he when he opens the book and he and, and the note there to George from Clarence and it says remember no man is a failure who has friends mm-hmm. and that's that's a note that's that's a that's a sentence that I've uh, I've had in my phone for a while you know just over times you know the last couple of years if I've gone through a rough stretch or whatever and not feeling great about my career my direction as an adult human being uh, in this world you know. It was really, it was important to me to kind of take a step back and just be like, you know what? Like, I have a lot of great family and friends that are here for me. And, and you know, even when I don't feel like they are or I'm not receptive to it, like they're here for me. So that validates everything yeah. that I'm doing. It's 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 one of it's one of the most important movies uh, for me, period, right up there with Goodwill Hunting, you know, which um, you know, goes without saying how important that yeah. one is to me. But yeah, that's... <clears throat> It's just a fantastic movie. Um, yeah, I love that it's, one. It's yeah, it's beautiful. It's a be- it's a beautiful film. It's done so well. Yeah. Um, the timeless. actors are good for the yeah for the time. Like it's just it's it's great. It's really good. So yeah, take take some time and watch watch a good movie, uh, whatever it may be. You know, yeah. maybe Polar Express. That one's a good one. People like that. I don't like um, that one. 
<laughs> oh, I don't like that one. Is there any honorable mentions? Anything you want to bring into the picture, real quick, Chris? Any movies that you have on your mind? Um, I don't know if it would be considered a movie because I think it was a TV special. But every single year, there are two things that I watch uh, during the Christmas season without fail every single year. Number one is It's a Wonderful Life. I usually watch it Christmas Eve late or sometimes Christmas morning after we do the whole thing with the family. Um, it's an open invitation of the rest of the family to watch it with me, but uh, um, sometimes they join, sometimes they don't. I have an uncle that loves it. Uh, mm. He kind of got me into it, uh, but I don't know. It's not as receptive for the rest of my family. I'm hoping to change that this year. Um, and then the other one is the original claymation Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer yes. with Burl Ives. I think they NBC made it in like 1962 or something. Um, that's probably that's my favorite, you know, Christmas thing other than It's yeah. a Wonderful Life. I watch it every single year. Um, CBS owns the rights to it, so they broadcast it like once a year. Um, and there, there was, there was one year they were broadcasting it. I was in the hospital actually. And I was like, no I was way. telling the nurses, the medical team, I was like, I need to watch this. It's on tonight. Turn it I need on, to be here and watch it. And I, and thankfully, uh, they, they put it on. I was able to watch it. And, uh, is that the, um, is that Santa Claus is coming to town with Rudolph in it? No, it's no, like, this is a different, this is a different one. This the, is the yeah. one with like Rudolph and Clarice and uh, Rudolph Yukon runs Cornelius. away and Yukon Cornelius yeah, makes yeah, an appearance. A, Yukon Cornelius is huge. The Santa Claus is coming to town is, is with the heat miser, right? Yes. And yeah, yeah I, I really, I like both of those, both yeah. of those a lot. Yeah. There's, there's, there's some I good ones. I'm, I'm a, I'm, I'm a sucker for the, uh, the vintage claymation stuff that they did in the so 60s. So I did. Good so stuff. Much. I'm not a it's big timeless. Frosty guy. I think Frosty yeah. Returns sucks. Um, <laughs> you know, it's, just, it's the sequel thing. You know, you can't take a good thing. And I mean, no. what, what could you imagine if they made it's 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 a Wonderful Life too, <laughs> as well or something? <laughs> it is. It, it is still a Wonderful Life. <laughs> it's a great life or something. It's a bu- <laughs> It's a bug's life. <laughs> no, the only thing they could have done is if they made a second one. They're like, turns out it's a bitch. <laughs> It's terrible. <laughs> oh my god! But yeah, those are those are mine, and and I think as we've discussed before, I'm not a big film or movie person. I, I don't have an extensive repertoire of things that I've seen, but uh, you know, it's a short list, but it's a list I make sure to hit every single yeah. year, and uh, I'm happy to do that again this year. Incredible, incredible. Well, um, if you're still listening, thank you again. Uh, take this time to thank everybody. Um, because you know retention rate is important people getting to the end of the episode is actually what we care about if we only had two you know if we had you know we have 400 people and 200 of them listen all the way through then that's way better than a thousand people and none of them listen to it through so if you're still here you're the real mvp if you haven't subscribed to us uh go ahead and do that because you're still here so you might as well yeah um and it helps us. It puts us puts us to the front for other people. Leave a review, as we've been talking about on Apple Podcast. That helps us a ton as well. And it's kind of fun to see what people think about us. Um, yeah. Any other words, Chris? Before we do song of the week? No, that's about it. I just hope you know everybody out there that you're you know enjoying your time lately. Um, you know, and, and I also recognize for some people the holidays can be particularly difficult um, and. If, if nobody else is around uh, to say it, uh, we love all of you and we're here for all of you, um, regardless of which way you've come into contact with us, whether it be Facebook or Instagram or email, whatever, uh, we're always just a message away and we're happy to 
uh, you know, talk music, talk life, talk shop, whatever, whatever the need or the want is, uh, we're, we're here for that. And we're happy to be here because if it wasn't for you all, we wouldn't be here and we certainly wouldn't have this show. So, uh, you know, a lot of times I think people feel like they're indebted, uh, you know, to us for the fact that we have the page and everything, but it's totally the other way around. So, uh, yeah, I just hope everybody's doing great. And, uh, you know, we're here for all of you just as you're here for us. Amen to that, Chris. Amen to that. Um, all right. On a more, on a brunt to bring it back up, uh, we have song of the week. We've got to put on some, some we do have song new of the tunes week. for the people the to listen to. This is the second to last song of the week of the year. There's only yes. one more after this for 2021. Wow. That's, That's crazy. Wild. I know. I mean, yeah, when you put it like, when you put it like that. Going. Um, do you want to go first? Do you want me yeah, to? Yeah, I'll, I'll go first. Um, right. Since I know, I know there's one that I think you're a little bit more passionate about yours, so we're going <laughs> to want to end with that one. Um, so my song of the week, a little backstory to it. So a couple of weeks ago, um, I was able to see the Wonder Years in concert for the first time. Uh, they're, they're a uh, Chris Salona Grunge Bible Podcast Song of the Week uh, alum. They had, uh, they had, I don't like who I was then like four months ago or something. So the opportunity came that I was able to see the wonder years, uh, a couple of weeks ago, like I said, so, uh, it's important that, uh, you know, I was able to go a good friend of mine and a very good friend of the podcast, uh, was Mm -hmm. coming into town. They were playing. I didn't even know it. They messaged me and they're like, Hey, wonder years are in town Tuesday night. You know, you want to come? I was like, hell yeah, I want to come. I've never been to like a, like a punk show or, you know, a show where there's that type of energy and man, it was fantastic. Um, the wonder years were amazing. Uh, soupy on the vocals is just great. They're such good live players, but prior to the wonder years, uh, the last opener, there were three openers on the, on the late, on the bill. And, uh, the last one was a band called future teens out of Boston, Massachusetts. And I thought they were incredible. Um, they were a lot of fun. They were really, really good musicians. Their songs were great. Um, you know, the, the banter was great. The subject matter was, it was all awesome. It was super fun. And my song of the week is from future teens. Uh, it is what I believe is their most popular song. Uh, but they played it at the show that I went to and it's called in love or whatever by future teens. Uh, it's a really, really great song. Got a great tempo to it. Um, it's uh it's it's kind of funny in a way too it's got some got some witty lyrics from time to time but yeah it's just uh you know every single every single live show you go to you, you there's always a takeaway and you might discover something or see see a band in a new light or find mm-hmm. a new band that you didn't know you liked that turns out you like and uh for me i was lucky at that show that all of those things happened and uh, i posted about it as a midnight special that night uh about the show and just that connection you can make through music and uh it was on display and all around me that night. So I'm, I'm appreciative of that and wanted to share some of that with everyone today. And I'm so, I'm so proud of you for uh, going in there and getting in the pit. Oh, that's great. It's a contact sport in the pit, man. It's yeah. uh, it's my first, like, a, and it was, it was, it was fairly tame too, compared to a lot of the wonder year shows um, from what I'm understanding, but you know, it was yeah. the most contact event um, show that I'd had. Uh, that's awesome ever, really you know i mean the pit's not going to be like that at a, at a phoebe bridger show so. right yeah that's awesome I, I i really enjoyed that um 
you know that genre's performance like style it's usually really good people sing like people sing along with so much like yeah uh I don't know. It's super Re- cathartic. Revere. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. It's very, it's very emotional. It's emo, dude. It's emo. Yeah, it's emo. Dude, it is. It is. It <laughs> it's is emo, emo punk. It's, it's fucking awesome. I. I so I'm, ex- it. I'm excited. To, I'm excited to look up uh, future teens. I, I don't think I've heard of them. I'm trying to think of like, I don't think I've ever heard of them. So um, I am excited to go check that out because yeah, I like taking your uh, opinions on stuff on bands. That's great. Uh, so in a similar, similar uh, breath, kind of punk, punk rock. But also within the holiday theme, we have a beautiful song off of the 2001 album Take Off Your Pants and Jacket by Blink-182. The song is Happy Holidays, You Bastard. And we, talk, we talked about this off camera, but um, this song takes the cake as the shortest song uh, on the songs of the week. It, Chris, you had a song um, interlude a couple weeks back or a month that was 43 seconds. This song is 41 seconds. But it goes through like three verses, and it has um, lyrics. My mine was instrumental. I this didn't song think has quite a bit of lyrics, actually. They jam, they jam a lot into this one. Those yeah. those boys. <laughs> so happy holidays, you bastard! By Blink One Eighty Two, off of the Take Off Your Pants and Jacket, and it's hilarious. I think it's it's just super high pace, high you know, yeah, high pace, and um, it's just funny. It's a little vulgar, so. Um, but you guys probably yeah, already hide, know that. Hide, hide the children for that one. Or expose yeah. it to them. I mean, they'll have good taste. Yeah. So. And it's funny, you know. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So, that's the. So, I just added those two to the list. Um, so, that'll give you guys something else to check out this week. Um, we're really excited for next week's podcast. We're going to do a year in review. And we're going to kind of get into some, maybe some analytics, some of our favorite things, some just some of the growth we've had in the past year. Um, it's been pretty awesome, Chris. This was a good year for Grunge Bible, and I think we're both looking forward to um, talking about that and kind of sharing some uh, some numbers uh, with the people. Yeah, it really was. There there was a lot that happened this year. I'm gonna have to take some time and, and remember everything that happened. Uh, you know, both Grunge Bible wise, uh, you know, numbers wise, podcast wise, various events and controversies from the There's page so much. this year. Uh, so a lot much happened, we... and I can't wait to sink our sink our teeth into that next week and uh, chat it about that long. and regale the old times. It could be long. It could be, I mean, who, who knows? There's so many different ways we can go. So that's going to be fun. Uh, make sure you tune into next week. Um, but yeah, that's it. Uh, thanks again. And please, please have a Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. And just enjoy, enjoy some time off. Uh, we know we will be, so... Happy holidays, you bastards. <laughs> no, just kidding. We love all of you. And as I said, any way that you're celebrating or not celebrating, hope we're all doing great out there. Thank you for your time today, for listening. Enjoy. And we will talk with you all next week, this time for the last episode of 2021. Let's go. Episode 42. In. All right, guys. Take care. Rock and roll, baby. That's the way it goes. We'll see you later. Be well. <laughs>